Welcome to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora with your new moon in Gemini energy update. So we are going to be having the new moon in Gemini tomorrow on May 30th. Um, and it's going to be in nine degrees Gemini. And there's a lot of interesting energy with this new moon. So typically with, you know, new moons, we are setting a new course. We are laying the foundation for a new chapter or a new phase of life. Um, and of course, we have new moons every month. So it's kind of a reset. Um, typically, every year when we have our eclipse seasons, which we just ended the first part of our eclipse season, which was new moon eclipse in Taurus. And then we followed that up with the full moon eclipse in Scorpio. So we are going to repeat that eclipse cycle later in the year, towards the end of the year. Um, so Taurus and Scorpio are going to be our dominant energies for the remainder of the year. So whatever uh, seeds that you kind of planted uh, with the new moon in Taurus, those are going to be blossoming throughout the rest of the year. And then the other new moons and full moons that are going to fall in between these eclipse cycles, they are kind of the support energies, right? So we can look at our eclipses as like the pillars. Those are the pillars with which we're working with energetically at the moment. And so these eclipses go by the um, nodes of the moon. So I've shared this in previous um, podcasts, but just so you guys get a better understanding of how the planets function and support us is about every year and a half to two years, the nodes of the moon are going to shift and it creates a shift in the direction of the collective consciousness. So they're very key for us. So at the end of 2021, we had the North Node move in to Taurus and the South Node move into Scorpio. So for the next year and a half, um, our collective destiny and the direction of the collective consciousness is going to be very much involved with this North Node Taurus, which is our future destiny, what we're moving towards, and we're going to be purging and clearing um, and transforming the south node energies of Scorpio, which are going to be a lot of those real darker parts of the human psyche, um, the darker parts of the human existence, where that north node in Taurus, though, gives us this grounded ability to get connected back to Mother Earth, back to our bodies, back to nature, as we shed a lot of these really darker parts of our human psyche. The other new moons that we're going to have and full moons throughout the rest of the year um, that are not in Taurus and Scorpio, these are our supporting energies. So we are going to look at the eclipses as these pillars. They are creating the structure, the focus for us, while these other new moons and full moons throughout the year are creating supportive energy for us. Um, so why I feel this new moon in Gemini is especially though one of the more important new moons of the year is because last year um, and beginning in 2020, before the North Node moved into Taurus, we had the North Node in Gemini since 2020 and we had the South Node in Sagittarius. So between 2020 and the end of last year, our North Node was in Gemini, so we had a lot of focus on the sharing of information, which is all Gemini 
is about. They are very skilled communicators, sharing information, learning information. Now, the key with Gemini is that they are not attached to the information. They are simply there to be a communicator, a sharer, a speaker, a writer. They are a basically a commentator of consciousness. They're not choosing a side. They're not, you know, looking at things in black and white. They're simply looking at all the information available and commentating on that and sharing that in a unique way. The south node in Sagittarius was where we saw the shadow side of Sagittarius, where there was a lot of everyone had to have this conviction and choosing a side and you've got to be on the left or the right or the black or the white. And so we saw <clears throat> the absolute kind of clusterfuck that that created um, from 2020 to the end of last year, where the name of the game was all about not only disinformation and misinformation, but the censorship of information and also the just radicalized um, polarity of consciousness. That was the real shadow that was brought up where nobody was able, <clears throat> as we saw, the collective was not really able to anchor in the, the true magic of the Gemini energy, which was to simply look at all information um, without a lens of duality and simply take in what resonates, you know, look at all sides of the coin and kind of use information to develop discernment. We didn't see a lot of that, those lessons mastered and said we saw a lot of the shadow side of the south node in Sagittarius, which the shadow side of Sagittarius has what has bred um, religious institutions, political institutions, basically anything that creates a very polarized, rigid um, mentality. Um, it's where we cling to rules and structures and we have this very dogmatic way of looking at things. So we saw that shadow. Now that we've shifted into the North Node in Taurus, South Node in Scorpio, I feel that this new moon is giving us this second chance to kind of realign with the previous North Node in Gemini energies that maybe we just weren't able to master at that moment in time. So it's going to be bringing up a lot of those same themes from 2020 to the end of 2021, as well as this new moon is conjunct a royal star. So I, I haven't talked about royal stars a lot, um, but they're very, very important in terms of our collective consciousness. So Centuries ago, some of the best astrologers, um, Persian astrologers, uh, were noticing and studying the four royal stars. Now, these royal stars are the prominent stars that are in our specific uh, multiverse that actually create such a powerful energy that they influence all the constellations, they influence the planets, they influence the other stars. And the royal stars were said to be the pillars for us in the cosmos. So similar how we have pillars on earth, you know, north, east, south, west directions. We have the four elements of life, earth, air, fire, water. You can tell that the four energy is very prominent uh, as above, so below in the cosmos and on earth. The number four creates foundations, structures, pillars. So the one of the royal stars is called Aldebaran. And 
Aldebaran um, is the star that is actually ruled over uh, armies and um, not war. So it doesn't rule war necessarily, but they do. Aldebaran is the royal star of armies, of honor, um, of kind of valor and really the art of standing up for something that you really believe in and doing so in a very honorable way. So I would compare Aldebaran to like the story of Joan of Arc um, or King Arthur or a figure that really represented a great kind of honor. It is when we stand up and we fight as warriors of love, of truth, of freedom. We stand for something very real and we are also very willing to take the risks in order to protect that in which we stand for. So Aldebaran does have a little bit of a military vibe so it will be interesting to see what occurs in terms of kind of the uh, military operations that we have going on here. Um, and Aldebaran is also the star of the East. So this could highlight the Eastern part of our world, we will see. Um, but all in all makes for a very powerful portal on this new moon where one can really anchor in um, a lot of beautiful energy. Um, the reading for this new moon was honestly really amazing. Um, I know that when we look at the outside world, we don't necessarily see this amazingness, but I would like to bring that magic to you um, in what's really going on energetically. And I encourage you all, as I always say, to please start looking at events and a collective consciousness through an energetic lens, through a higher perspective lens and not on a surface level. Because if you look at everything on a surface level, it's easy to get caught up in anger, um, outrage, you know, resentment, grief, all of these very lower energetics. But when you're looking at it from a higher energetic perspective, that is when you're really going to start to see the magic of what's actually going on. So we had a really heavy eclipse season. I know everybody got hit really, really hard with the full moon and Scorpio eclipse. Um, that was by design. Um, I knew it was coming. I, you know, shared it as best I could. Um, and you're going to see a little bit of how that also is going to continue to play out. But the guiding card for this new moon is the star of the tarot. So for those of you who are familiar with tarot, um, it's a wonderful card. For those of you who are not familiar, the star card is really representative of when we finally make a breakthrough, right? We've been through a lot and we finally kind of made this breakthrough um, where we feel content, uh, we're starting to heal, we feel wholeness. Um, and this comes after a really long journey of just, you know, a lot of inner work, upheavals, um, so much grief, so much family healing, so much inner work on our own uh, demons really, you know, and facing fears within ourselves. So the star card is basically, it comes after a crisis. It comes after a crisis that has kind of ended and we start to feel like we are finally one and we're feeling the universal energy of oneness. Um, 
And it's just a magical card of a lot of creative energy. The star card, I feel, is really about an inner calm. And for the moment, we feel a sense of kind of hope and wholeness and a bright future that is possible. So that is the leading card for this new moon. So for those of you who can tap into that energy, it is showing you that there is a beautiful new journey that is about to unfold. And right now we're in a bit of the pause. We've just been through a lot. I would say that, that this is years. <laughs> um, and we're finally coming to a place of where we feel rejuvenated a little bit. We can kind of take a pause and allow the rejuvenation and the wholeness and the healing to come in so that we can start focusing on a much brighter chapter of our lives. So that is the guiding card. Um, the other energies that are being brought in by this new moon is the Ten of Cups. Beautiful card. Um, of course, the Ten of Cups is a lot about happiness um, not only happiness but contentment with life um, the ten of cups is where we feel like we are fulfilled um, and that's really important it, it brings love joy you know imagination um, just we feel really good and so allow that energy to come in and the other card that came out right next to it is the Ten of Pentacles. So very interesting. The two, two Ten cards, which are a sense of completion, a sense of wholeness. So it's really reinforcing this idea that we are actually coming into this wholeness. Um, so the Ten of Cups, love, imagination, just fulfillment, like internal fulfillment. Now the Ten of Pentacles gives us more of the... Um, physical fulfillment so we have a happy home life we're finally feeling fulfilled in terms of um, our abundance um, we're having you know our domestic tranquility um, but the ten of pentacles can also indicate that for a lot of us we may also there may be a slight bit of overlooking um, these blessings um, so I wanted to bring that up um, that with the Ten of Cups and the Ten of Pentacles, it's showing us that we have both an inner fulfillment and an outer fulfillment that is bring, being brought to us. Um, and I just wanted to, to note that, that it could also mean that we, in many ways, that we have actually so many blessings. And maybe they're still coming to you. Maybe they haven't arrived yet. I feel they will after this new moon. But for those who are starting to feel those incoming blessings, really be grateful for them and really immerse yourself in the moment of enjoying them because sometimes we overlook the blessings because we're so focused on what we don't have or what's not working or what's not going well that we kind of miss it. So really take stock of all the things that you're kind of grateful for and also keep that, that star alive and that hope and that knowing that even more blessings are coming. Three of Pentacles, another great card. It's really telling us that all the work that we've been doing is starting to really anchor itself in and we are becoming masters, um, not only of our realities, but of maybe our individual gifts and crafts. So all the hard work is paying off. It is coming into fruition. Um, and then we have the Knight of Wands, another great card. Um, 
where we're feeling that um, the wands is the, is the fire vibes. So we are feeling that Jupiter and Mars and Aries energy, which is going to be there for um, at least another five to six weeks. But Jupiter will be there um, for at least another uh, year and a half. So we're feeling that energy of the Aries, right? And that's the Knight of Wands, very Aries kind of Sagittarius vibes where it's like they're ready to just have the adventure of life and there's creative energy, there's excitement, there's optimism, and it kind of feels like the world is your oyster and you can do anything and you're ready to go and you're ready to experience. So I know a lot of you are probably sitting there thinking, I'm not feeling any of this stuff. And I kind of thought that to myself as well, if you were thinking that, um, I was thinking that to myself as well, but, um, but I think the point of what, uh, what my guides are sharing is that that energy is actually there. It's, it's been there and it's going to become really more pronounced um, through this new moon, but it's really something we have to get in tune with and that we actually have to harness and feel within ourselves. Um, we have to acknowledge not only our mastery, how much work we've done and how that is actually coming into fruition. We also have to acknowledge both the inner and outer blessings that have been gifted to us that we have earned through this work and to be grateful for them and really encompass this Knight of Wands energy and the star energy of looking at miracles, just focusing on what is exciting, what makes you feel inspired, what makes you feel joy and keep that energy alive and really focus on, on the magic and the possibilities rather than the lower um, experiences, especially if we're looking at the outside world, you know. So messages for the first waivers. Um, I like to always do messages for the waves because I feel it gives a general and greater understanding of where maybe the differences in consciousness are lying and whatever resonates with you, it's for you. So even if you're like, I don't know what wave I'm in or, you know, maybe the maybe the third waiver's um, message resonates with you and you're not in the you know third wave, that's okay. Just take what resonates. Um, it's just going to highlight different areas for you. So for the first waivers, which are going to be those who, again, have done, have mastered um, the energy work um, and who are actively leading this ascension process. So for you guys, which is for me as well, um, we have the fool reversed. Now, this is interesting. First off, I was like, okay, interesting um, to note that both the first and second waivers cards were all reversed. So what that tells me, and then interestingly, the third waivers cards were all direct, were all uh, upright. So that was the first thing I noticed where it's usually the other way around, right? So that tells me that the first and second waivers, we have actually hit a plateau. Um which is why we are kind of hitting this plateau right now. And the third waivers actually have all of their cards upright, which means forward movement. So we can't see the divine plan. We don't, we can't see all of the energy. One day we will be able to, but what I feel right now is just the first and second waivers have taken a lot of hits, <clears throat> especially the first waivers. We've taken a lot of hits. We have been through an immense amount 
of pain and suffering, of tests and lessons, of inner work, of healing, of uh, teaching and being in service to others. We have just been through the fucking gamut. And I really want to highlight the fact that uh, the message here is that we have to let go of the previous part of our missions. And this is very hard to do and it is why we've hit a little bit of a wall. So the full reverse is telling us that we are a little bit afraid of taking the next leap. Um, we're acting with way too much caution, um, with a little too much restriction. We're not taking those leaps of faith. We're not trusting fully. And that is required for us in this next level. The first waivers must anchor in an incredibly deep level of trust. And we have to be willing to walk into the unknown. The fool is the unknown. The fool is the zero card. It represents the unknown, being willing to walk in the unknown and feel perfectly comfortable within that, um, to take leaps of faith and just really be open to all possibilities and um, all opportunities and all paths and just really uh, immersing ourselves in the unknown of life. So with the full reverse, it's telling us that we are blocking that. We are, we are not actively allowing ourselves to do that. And because it is very, you know, scary in a way, because the first waivers are, we are the first wave who is now having to walk into the total unknown. We've been practicing this for many, many years where we would surrender to many challenges and things, and we would ultimately follow our guidance, allowing whatever was to come to come, um, not using our minds and thinking to make decisions. So we've been practicing working with the unknown for quite a while, but this next phase, especially with this new moon and having the star card leading, it does indicate to me that this is truly the beginning of the unknown. Um, so I like to think of Gemini as supporting that unknown energy, because again, Gemini is the sign of the twins. It, can represent duality, but I think it more represents, it's all encompassing. Um, it represents all aspects, all information, all sides. There's no one way to look at anything. So we are really being tested to walk into the unknown. Now, the second card was the devil card reversed. Don't freak out. It's okay. Um, <laughs> the, uh, now the devil card reversed talks about our deep fears that lie in the psyche. And this is something that I have been channeling for a few days now. So I wanted to share a little bit deeper about this because the devil card really just represents um, illusion, our weaknesses, our addictions, materialism, it's desires that overpower us. You know, it's just it's all the illusionary stuff that we, you know, have had to master in 3D. Now, when you have it reversed, this talks about really deep um, feelings of sadness, anger, depression, etc. Um, so when we have the devil card reversed, it's, it's actually telling us that we have changed. We have overcome these things. Change has occurred. But for whatever reason... We are not letting it go. 
And I'm going to read a quote from an amazing uh, tarot book by Rachel Pollock, um, beautiful writer, but I wanted to share this specific sentence with you because um, I feel it's very important. So she says, we must often deal with the devils of the past, even those we have long ago overcome in practical terms. The psyche never lets anything go. It never simply forgets. The way to liberation lies in using and transforming the knowledge and energy bound up in every experience. Um, it, this is spot on for the messages that I've been receiving um, for myself and for those of you who are in this first wave. We've done a lot of mastery work on, we've mastered our programming. We are hyper aware of the ego, of energies, we know how to do energy work. We've mastered energy work. We understand how the consciousness is working. We understand the ascension process. We've done all of these things, but for whatever reason, the psyche is holding on to many lifetimes of pain and suffering and death um, and fear. And so the difference between the mind, which is what we always are sharing about, you have to master, you have to dissolve the mind, you have to overcome and master programmings of the ego mind. But the psyche is different. Now the psyche is the cellular memory within your body linked to the DNA. The psyche is like an etheric sponge. It absorbs all experiences from every life. And when you incarnate with that DNA, the cellular memory comes back. So this is why a lot of us at this moment are still wondering why we are maybe not experiencing the changes that we feel have happened internally. Um, we're maybe not seeing the external mirror of the growth, the, the you know immense amount of growth that we've had internally, and it is because of the psyche. So the clearing of the psyche um, is a process, and I feel, of course, anybody who is guided to speed up that process, um, simply ask and direct your body to start releasing any fear, pain, suffering, anger, resentment from the psyche. A lot of this, us first waivers, we're really going through a life review right now where we are feeling a lot of really ancient energy come up, um, maybe some really deep remembrances of past lives. That is tying in to this. Right now we are purging all of that that started with <clears throat> the full moon eclipse in Scorpio. We've got to purge that from our psyche so that we can really truly walk in the unknown with confidence, without fear, and to really master our ability to take those leaps of faith and to walk in the unknown and embrace the magic that's happening without that psyche triggering those resistances and those blocks. And many of you might also have big blocks to receiving from past lives. That's going to be in the psyche as well. Um, now the seven of cups reversed. That's also telling us that even though we're having this deep psyche purge that has kind of been holding us back a little bit, we're still, we're going through the really the deepest and final layers of purging um, so that we can fully, fully anchor in 
our essences and we can fully anchor in uh, the divine trust. So for first waivers, purging that psyche and anchoring in unconditional divine trust is key for us in this next phase. Um, the seven of cups indicates that we are actually ready to put our dreams into manifestation. We are ready to actually physically manifest our dreams and we're going to move forward with that. So that is the message for first waivers. Second waivers also all reverse cards. Now the second waivers are those who I feel have a good awareness of what is going on. They are awake and aware to a lot of things. However, they have not. The difference between first and second waivers is that Second waivers are not walking the spiritual path. They are not walking the path of love. They are walking the path of disclosure. Um, disclosure was just a stepping stone to the real disclosure, which was we're in an ascension process. <clears throat> and that ascension process requires much more than simply knowing about the cabal, simply fighting against the cabal. It requires mastery of energy, of spirituality. It requires one to become a God self. So the second waivers are stuck and it, it's displaying in the cards as well. So the first card, we have the Knight of Swords reversed. This is indicating um, that they actually don't, it, it indicates that there's a disproportionate response and reaction to life. Um, and we see this. We see this through the second waivers who are still trying to physically fight a battle that's already been won energetically. Okay. Second waivers are stuck fighting a battle physically that has already been won energetically. So this uh, Knight of Swords reversed is a lot about having an excessive or just very over-the-top response to a situation that really requires a different approach. So you can see there's a lot of people still stuck in like, let's protest, let's, oh, outrage. I'm going to tell everybody and I'm going to put it all over social media about what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's great if that is going to help you express but this over-the-top reaction to things is what is keeping them stuck in this loop. Reaction tells us that you are still in the mind. If you cannot objectively observe events and experiences and feel into the deeper energies of them, you're still in reaction. If you are still seeking to try to take some sort of physical response, again, to a battle that's already been won energetically, you're fighting the wrong fight. You must fight back energetically. This is an energy war, not a physical war. So they've, you, second waivers, you've got to start coming with the right tactic. I said this in the last podcast that there are many who are still fighting the old battle. The cabal is fighting the old battle. They're doing the same old tactics, the same old shit, and they're wondering why it's not working out. Well, because the game has changed. This is an energy battle. So you must focus on your energy. You transforming your energy, you becoming a master, you following your guidance, you stepping out of your comfort zones, you embodying the divine qualities. 
That is what changes the world, okay? Not the physical battles. So next we have the five uh, of cups reversed. Now this is another interesting one. So the five of cups reversed is basically describing that there has been a loss. There has been a loss. However, there is this kind of regret going on, or maybe there's this inability to actually let go of the loss. So this card indicates that they're not accepting the loss, that there's been some sad or kind of very disturbing, painful event and you're not accepting the loss. So again, this goes with the same thing. I think a lot of second waivers are very hyper-focused on the external and what is happening in the external world. And they are feeling like they're losing the battle. They're watching these things play out, you know, take it from whatever, Roe v. Wade, uh, the war in Ukraine, um, the World Economic Forum, conference in Davos. You know, I see all of it where there's a hyper-focus on the external. And the reason that you second waivers, if you resonate with this, are feeling so defeated is again, you're fighting the wrong battle and you're focusing on the wrong things. If you focus on the energy and really start to understand energy, you're going to start seeing that actually miracles are occurring every day and that everything that's happening on the surface is really a, an illusion because what's happening underneath energetically is profound. The Five of Cups Reverse also indicate that at some point you will realize that what you feel you've lost is actually much less important than you imagined. <laughs> so what you're going to realize is that the loss that you're feeling or that feeling of being defeated maybe or that, you know, the dark is winning or it's your, your tune's going to change. Again, when your perception shifts and it changes, you start to realize that you're actually not losing anything. You're not losing anything. The light is not losing. We are not losing. Okay? You just have to accept what is. And then again, refocus yourself on your energy and what you can do to actually help build the new earth. While the old earth is already collapsing, because as I've said many times, the battle has already been won energetically. New earth has already been birthed and anchored energetically. You can speed up this process by becoming an anchor of new earth energies. That's how we speed up the creation of new earth. The old will die faster. So again, switch your perspective. Start focusing on internal work and energy. And you will see rapid things shifting and changing. And remember, as bad as it looks on the outside, it's typically uh, showing us that that just means we are accelerating the timeline. Um, that's the reason why all of these things look so crazy. So the last card we have is we have the temperance card reversed. So the temperance card reversed it indicates extremes because temperance is all about balance. It's one who has um, gained a mastery, again, over themselves and their old patterns. They're walking the path of balance, of neutrality, of understanding. They've, be, you know, the, the, the temperance card, upright's a beautiful card. It, it really talks about right action. Um, 
understanding the balance of all things. So in reverse, it's talking about going to extremes. And again, I'm going to quote Rachel Pollack for this because she put it perfectly. And she says, this person lacks the inner awareness to know what is appropriate to a situation. This card can act as a warning that you have allowed your life to become fragmented and you are sliding from one extreme to the other. It can also indicate a failure in the great task of letting go of old habits and fears and let them die away into the past. This card simply tells us to calm down and avoid extremes. Okay, so again, the message is you, the second waivers are lacking awareness as to what is appropriate to a situation. Again, you're, they are fighting the wrong battle. They are, they are showing, you know, <laughs> it's like that phrase, you know, showing up to a gunfight with a knife. It is, it is very much like that. We are having a spiritual battle, guys. We are having an energetic battle. Again, it's already been won. Um, so the focus needs to shift. And I feel with the second waivers, the guidance really is, again, get in touch with your inner self. Start focusing on transformation, dissolving patterns, behaviors, ego frequencies, and really focus on anchoring in the divine qualities. Really focus on becoming a master of your energy, responsive rather than reactive. Understanding the ways in which you can assist is going to be through energy. It's going to be through inner work. It's going to be through energy. It's going to be through putting intentions out. It's going to be through following your heart. It's going to be through listening to your intuition. That is what's going to assist with this. Not, not the physical 3D illusionary shit show that's going on. Okay. <clears throat> now the third waivers, all upright cards. So, you know, hey, you never know what's going to pop out, right? Um, <laughs> So for them, and, and all cup cards, all cup cards for the third waivers or NPCs, as I would like to call them. Um, now, the cup cards are all about our emotional and spiritual inner selves, right? Because the cups are water. It's our divine wisdom. It's our spirituality, our connection, our intuition, um, our emotions. So this is, you know, very clearly saying that um, the third wave is actually going to have a nice little uh, boost because the first and second waivers have done an incredible amount of work. Um, we, the first and second waivers, we are both at a crossroads, right? So we're both at a crossroads where we have to let go of something. We have to let go of the old way of doing something. So for first and second waivers, we're at a really big choice point, um, which we have right now with this new moon in Gemini. We can set our sights on abundance, beauty, new earth, um, you know, passions and uh, crafts and our gifts that we really want to focus on our service to the world. We can create bliss. We can create new earth in our daily lives. We have that opportunity. That's what the cards told us. But we have a choice point. First waivers, we have to let go of the psyche. We have to really do the last final deep dive purge into purging that psyche so that we can really truly jump into the unknown. We've got to do it first or no one can do it. 
second waivers have to change the modality of the way they're doing things, right? It, it's no longer working this kind of physical-based battle. You've got to shift over and start really working on your energetic selves. Third waivers have got to focus on their spirituality. Um, so the first is that we've got the Nine of Cups, and typically this is known as the Wish card, um, but I'm not interpreting it as that for them because, you know, the NPCs are not going to have their wishes granted. Um, but what it does denote also is that there's an over-focus on the, the um, indulgences of life. They're kind of overly focused on just, I know a lot of people are struggling. It's not to say that they're not struggling or having a really hard time because of course they are and we have compassion for that. Um, but they're too overly focused on just instant gratification. You know, I think that they are feeling a lot of this desperation. They're feeling extremely just confused um they are very much in the illusion where the, everything to them is just collapsing they have no idea what world they're living in anymore and i think to distract themselves they're just a little bit too focused on the instant gratification you know they're just like okay well i'm gonna get my starbucks today and I'm going to go drinking this weekend and maybe I'm going to take a little vacation or maybe I'm going to indulge in, you know, buying some new makeup, buying some new clothes, like basically everything that doesn't matter whatsoever. And so they're trying really hard to fill themselves up with these very simplistic materialistic pleasures. Um, and that's going to end for them because right next to it, we have the two of cups, which actually calls for the fact that they must bring their spiritual selves, their emotional selves really in tune. Um, and they've got to work that with some sort of practical application. So they can't just live in instant gratification land um, because obviously that's going to crumble at a certain point. Um, but the Two of Cups also says that there's a coming together of two kind of different energies right there's an alchemy to the two of cups so i think it is going to be calling that they're actually going to be um, forming new relationships they're going to a lot of uh, third waivers i think are going to be finally um, realizing that their life is not working the way that it's supposed to and maybe there's going to be a coming together of opposites really a blending of something so hopefully they're going to start having a blending of all sides being able to discern different sides uh, there's also going to be a blending where they're going to be starting to um, attract people that are like-hearted as them you know kind of finding their own soul tribes because they haven't really found it for themselves yet and so I feel that they're going to start doing that um, and the recommendation for this card is about finding success with exploring the spiritual nature of oneself, but by grounding it in um, through the feminine aspect, through the feeling centers, through the dreams, the emotions, the intuition. So I think that they're going to actually be having a, a very intuitive calling. Um, that's what I feel because then the Knight of Cups is the final card for them. And the Knight of Cups uh, is funny because it basically talks about, you know, the Knight is a very fast moving energy um, and the Cups are water. So they're very passive. So it's actually telling us that um, they have been too passive. Um, there's been no action. There's been no involvement. There's been no participation. Um, and they've also been kind of denying 
their inner callings, right? The, the two of cups is that calling to merge with another, uh, to merge with source, to merge with another like-hearted soul who can be really, really a, an actual soulmate partner, uh, soul tribes. They're, they're living in instant gratification, nine of cups land, but this two of cups is going to start calling them to a much greater union. First of all, the union with themselves the Two of Cups is all about the inner union as well, and then outer unions. Um, but the Knight of Cups is also telling us that this is the end of the line um, as far as them being passive, um, not taking any action, um, just kind of like letting everything play out and just sitting back and being like, well, it doesn't affect me or I can't do anything about it kind of vibe. Um, so again, quoted from Rachel Pollock, if the Knight is not pulled by responsibility, if he follows a genuine vision, rather than trying to escape from outside commitments, he can go very deeply into himself, turning the night energy into an exploration of his own inner world. So <clears throat> here again, um, we see that there's kind of this vibe that they've been in fantasy because the Knight of Cups also denotes fantasy. So they've been living in a fantasy, basically. Um, they're living in a fantasy, they're living in instant gratification land, they're living in their bubble of just what is around them from day to day. They're just very focused on how to make, how to, how to fill their void every day, right? Um, so the Knight of Cups also talks about fantasies and desires and things that are kind of overcoming them, um, getting lost in just, you know, typical sex, drugs, rock and roll. I know a lot of them are still, you know, again, they're struggling. It's not to say that they're just living the dream. They're not. They're in fantasy though. Um, they're not aware of what is going on and they don't feel the responsibility or commitment to participate in making a change. They don't feel it's their responsibility. So they've been passive. So this two of cups energy is definitely going to bring forth I think for them they're going to have to start blending their intuition and spirituality together they are going to have to come to an inner union within themselves a lot of uh third waiver relationships are going to be breaking down um, because they were never based on alignment they were never based on love um, and this is going to happen so that they can find and manifest a soul tribe or people that are like-hearted to them, that's going to help them on their journey. That's the greatest gift we have is each other, to help each other. Um, and the Knight of Cups is going to pull them out of their fantasy. And they are going to be forced to not only take responsibility, but to commit. That they are making a commitment that they are responsible for a lot of this destruction and this chaos. Um, and they've got they've got to take accountability. Um, and if they do that, they're going to find themselves very deeply. They're going to come into that inner union. They're going to discover that soul calling within themselves. So, you know, high hopes for them. You know, we always continue to pray for them. Again, the waves of consciousness, each wave, the first and second wave right now, we're the ones that are kind of stagnated. Um, we have to, we have to now grow out of a di an old modality and we've got to choose the crossroads and make those, those really tough, uh, leaps of faith and changes. Um, so that that third wave can have that come to Jesus moment. Their illusions will fail. 
their, their fantasies are dissolving. And when those do, they're going to have to be called within. And they can only do that if we are breaking through on that next level. So um, I hope you guys all have a wonderful new moon. Um, I would say if you're going to be doing ceremonies, um, of course, uh, follow your own guidance in terms of what you would like to manifest. But I really feel it's a great time to um, set the intentions for more joy, for expansion, um, to learn new things, to be, you know, to have new inspirations, new horizons, a whole new fresh vibe chapter. Um, that would be a great intention for this new moon, as well as anything else that you feel aligns with you. Um, you can also look at your uh, astrology chart and see where Gemini actually falls in, what house that falls into. Um, and if you have any planets in that house as well, it's going to give us another indication um, of where in your life it may actually be the most prevalent. Also, if you have any planets in Gemini, it's going to be specifically boosting you. So look at your charts, kind of take it all into account and make some wonderful ceremonies. And I feel everybody's going to have a really beautiful, fresh start that is coming uh, for us, leading us into the summer solstice at the end of June. So happy new moon to you all. I love you and we'll be back soon.